0: This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Monday, March 22nd, 2021. Hi there. Mark Congleton here, your sometimes humble host for this daily dose of observation, insight, and absurdity. Not so daily last week. Thursday, I had a scheduling conflict. Friday, I just had to take the day because I was swamped, but there are good things coming out of being swamped, things I hope to be able to talk with you about very soon. I will just say this, that that little side project is becoming more of a, less of a side project and more of a main project, and it's just looking better every day. I I really think you're going to be happy. Hopefully, you'll be happy once uh, I can announce what's happening there and hopefully that'll happen in the very near future because <laughs> so close just we just honestly there are um, excuse me while I brush things off here the there are just little paperwork things actually legal legal things that have to be taken care of eyes dotted T's crossed things like that and once once this this little business end of things, is wrapped up, then other things are going to start snowballing very quickly. And at that point, at that point, that then I can start telling you about what's happening. All I can do is kind of hint that something's happening right now. I actually was tempted to give you a little a little nugget about it today. And uh, just to include a link in the show notes over at LinkReport.us, and I talked myself out of it because it's just, yeah, as, and that's, and that's how excited I am about it because things are coming along. They're coming along very quickly. And, uh, well, I say very quickly, I, it's like, it's like molasses flowing downhill in the winter time. For me, because it's just taking so long, but I have a lot of work to to get done while things are happening, and then we'll see. Uh, we'll see about talking about it later. Sorry, I'm a little bit distracted here. I had a bizarre thing happen this morning, uh, and I actually thought for just a moment we were going to go for a third day without a podcast because n- not a technical issue, not not on my end. No, I, I actually. I think I've killed all the gremlins that caused my problems. Well, for the most part here, uh, every now and then the computer issue will pop up that I'm like, "We, used what, huh? <laughs> because it's just, it's just insane. Sometimes what happens, but you, you can't, sometimes the computers just decide. I didn't like you today. So we're not working together. <laughs> and, and when that happens, what do you do? You just, okay, fine. Have it your way. And then you go reboot things and start and, and eh, do what you can, but that's not the problem today today I went over to um excuse me I actually I accidentally clicked on the uh the link to where I host my podcast uh the recorded version that the the audio podcast if you're a subscriber you're listening to it right now you you get it it comes and if you've ever gotten curious and done a little digging you you know that it's hosted over at anchor.fm and Uh, the reason I changed and moved over to anchor.fm is because anchor hosts for nothing and they, they host for nothing just for the, the opportunity to place advertising in your podcast or around your podcast to make some money and they make some money. You make some money. And I thought, well, okay, then even if, even if my pokey little podcast does not attract enough attention to, Get advertising, I get hosting for nothing, and so I thought this is a no. This is a no brainer. I mean, w- why do anything else? I mean, I'm either not, I'm either going to get it for free or I'm going to make money. So move to Anchor.fm. I did, and this morning I logged in, and my my login didn't work, and I thought, oh great, someone has complained to the right people, uh, some some liberally woke person some progressive super consciousness has decided to make themselves known to the folks at anchor.fm and complain that they are hosting a a conservative podcast which trust me they probably host a bunch of them but uh i i uh excuse me i'm having to clear my throat a lot this morning the uh um I, I sent them a, I, I went through the password recovery routine, you know, where you reset your password. And for a moment I panicked because I wasn't getting anything. And then I realized, oh, you you dimwit, <laughs> you're looking at the wrong email account. So I, I went and, and looked at the proper email account and there was my reset link and I got it reset and now I'm back in again. But I, I just hope that is not a foreshadowing of things to come it's, it's there, there are, uh, there are a bunch of, uh, the, the, I forget how far back it actually goes, how many they're storing for me, but there are a bunch of them there. And I, I pull up my stats and my stats are all there. And I'm, I, I, you know, there it is. Let's see. No no, I just saw maybe my email. That was a problem, but no, the, everything is working. So, uh, it, it, and I've got it, uh, you know, I've got it set up on four different platforms. You can go over uh, um, to anchor.fm and look for Daily Perspective Podcast. You can, of course, go over to Google, uh, the Google Podcast uh, Store. It's there. It's uh, on Apple Podcasts. I've got it on Spotify. It's going to four different places from there. And uh, the uh, the I like using them because they handle all of that end of it for you. You just tell them where you'd like to have it put. and. And they they list it for you, and they they do a lot of work for you, and I I like that. And and as a result, over at dailyperspectivepodcast.com, you can go to the. In fact, why don't I do that? Why don't I just do that while I'm thinking about it? Because uh, it made it easy. This is one of the things that I liked about it. Um, was that I could I could go there. I could use them and then echo back to my website instead of having to host it or do anything and jump through any weird hoops. I was able to just to just like, for example, I go over there to daily dot com right now. And on the front page, I mean, you go to the front page and there's a picture of a microphone, microphone and some text and then a, cl- a link to all episodes. But if you scroll down just a touch, there's the latest episode. It's right there on the front page. And that would have been Wednesday's episode. It's right there. And then. Uh, you can click on more episodes or go up and click on all episodes and it will take you right over to where they all are. They're all hosted there at anchor.fm. And that in itself, I think is just super cool. I, I, I have just a little plugin on my site that, uh, that wait a minute, there it is. If you, if you click on more episodes, not all episodes, but more episodes, it, it gives you two. instead of just one you see two but you see the one before it if you want to see them all you just click on all episodes and that's one of the things i like about it is i can just put a plug in on my website and it will show my website it'll show my my podcast episodes without me having to actually host them there or go through a lot of weirdness i just it just shows you the latest ones right there and they make that possible i just let them know this is where i'd like to link to and they make it available to my own podcast uh, webpage, which is pretty cool. I know I sound like I'm rambling around, and I'm a tech nerd, so this is the kind of stuff that interests me. And I see that with my, you know, when I was working on the the the, the other project I referred to a while ago, I had a I had a breakfast meeting with my partner Saturday morning, and uh, and we we talked about uh, some things, and I could tell I was in tech nerd world, and he was glazing over <laughs> because. That's, that's just part of it. Yeah. I, it's a it's a look I'm, I'm I'm accustomed to seeing, so I knew exactly what was happening when I saw it. So anyway, <laughs> there we are. Um, let's see, where did I want to go here? First up, this morning early, I um, <laughs> I apologize for rambling. I just spent nearly ten minutes at the top of the podcast, just just rambling incoherently. But what else is new? But for earlier this morning, I'm scanning through social media. And I, I'm I've, I've got uh, YouTube running on the television, kind of in the background, and I've, I'm catching up on a couple of things on YouTube while I'm scanning social media, and I see come up in my list of subscriptions um, that that Mark Rober has a new video out. Mark Rober is a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant tech head, and um, he's uh, He's the guy behind the glitter bomb trap, and and you may have seen the the uh, the glitter bomb videos on YouTube, where he he has created this this package. It looks like a legitimately delivered package from Amazon or someplace. Sets it on his front porch, and inside the package is a device that records video and audio it plays back some audio through some speakers and when the box is opened when the you it's, it's one of these boxes that has a sleeve on the outside so you slide the top of the box off of the bottom of the box and when you slide the top of the box off it sprays glitter in 360 degrees all around this multiple multicolor glitter everywhere And then starts spraying fart spray. So it stinks. It spreads glitter. And it it plays an audio message. It records. And it has a cell phone in it. Or cell phone circuitry in it. And it's online. So when it's opened, he captures the video. And it is brilliant to watch. It's brilliant to watch. People pick the package up. And they go someplace and they open it up and he, he will decorate the package in such a way that it looks like a set of Bose headphones or something like that. And they think they have scored, they have just scored and they pull the top of the package off and it sprays them with glitter. Glitter goes everywhere. And if you're a parent, you know that short of burning your house down, you're never going to get rid of the glitter. <laughs> if you if, if they open the package inside of the car, there's always going to be evidence that they had the package in their car. It's on their clothing. It's everywhere. And then there's the stink. And that results in some people throwing it out of the window of the car. If they wait till they get home, they take it out and throw it in the garbage can, that sort of a thing. But they still have the the package is still there it has gps locators in it and stuff and they can find the packages they have video evidence they have images of the people because they lean over they're looking right at the package when they open it up you've got their face on camera <laughs> so you're catching you're catching porch pirates that way well he took this idea and he because he saw he saw stories about elderly people being scammed by being told that they, they owed, uh, like Amazon or somebody, a lot of money. And these, these people in India are calling them up from their call centers and scamming them and getting thousands and thousands of dollars out of them. He said to himself, self, let's use the glitter bomb and catch some of these people. And this video is amazing. It's about a half an hour long. It's so oh, it's 23 minutes. 23 minutes 14 seconds and he follows a trail from the person who do, who goes and picks who addresses um going back to india finding a way to to actually reverse back into the india call center and look at their security cameras uh to to the people who are actually on the streets in the united states in various cities picking them up it is a fascinating video and I put it on my personal page and I'm going to put it on the Daily Perspective uh, podcast page as well. You need to watch this video and you need to share this video with everybody you know on your social media so that they can see what's really going on with these scammers to hopefully prevent others from being scammed and to understand exactly what's happening with Mark Rober and how he is helping People using his scientific brain to get some things done and this video is just the first there's more to come and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes after this one because these guys scamming these elderly people they need to be dealt with in the harshest way possible and I'm glad to see this guy who's got a great sense of humor and has been having fun with his technology up until now is working to help the elderly and to hopefully keep more people from being scammed. Go watch that today. I'll make sure it's on on the notes for you. It's the Daily Perspective podcast. Hi there. Welcome to a Manic Monday. It is the 21st day of March, 2021, or 22nd day of March, 2021. Pardon me. And I was just scanning social media in the break. I made sure I got the glitter bomb thing up there and uh, so now it's on Facebook and it will also be in today's show notes over at uh, at uh, linkreport.us. And I'm scanning through I'm scanning through the posts of a friend of mine who is a weather uh, he's a meteorologist, a guy named James Spann. If you actually <laughs> He's on in so many cities, you may know him from the radio in your city. Um, I mentioned last week we had some pretty severe weather. Remember, you know, we had some pretty nasty weather come through last week. And um, it was on March 17th, the event. It ranks at number six in the history of these kinds of events in Alabama. There were a total of 24, so far, 24 tornadoes across the state. 24. The survey work is, is continuing, so there may be more added to that number. But, but it was amazing, 24 tornadoes in a single day, and that's number six. There are five more days with more tornadoes that we've had in the history, that, in the time that we've been keeping records. Just absolutely amazing, just incredible. So that's, that was the day on the 17th. That's what it was like around here that day. It was a rough day across the state of Alabama, and we had 24 tornadoes. Just absolutely astounding. Just astounding. All right. Moving into more absurdity, but not my own personal absurdity. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked on MSNBC Live, If businesses would raise prices, if the Biden administration raised their taxes. Now, anyone who knows anything about economics knows that this is the cycle. This is the process. When the government raises taxes, that means the businesses are paying more out. And as a result, they will find ways to get more in or they will find ways to trim their expenses in some way, which means cutting hours, cutting positions people losing jobs that's what it usually means or or they slim things down in some way and they don't provide as many perks to their customers in some way the business is going to compensate that is just basic economics it's how the world really works it's like it's like gravity It's going to happen. You drop something, it's going to fall in the business world. If you increase their costs, that's going to affect prices, employment or services in some way. That's just how it works. It's basic, fundamental economics. Well, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Says. Well, actually, the host of the show. Hallie Jackson said, of course, Biden could only do so much if corporations end up raising prices on things if they end up having tax hikes as well. Right? Saki's response. Joe Biden also believes that the American people are smart. They're invested in this. They're going to pay attention and that they know that corporations do not need to raise the cost of goods in order to pay more taxes and pay more of their fair share. Now. What you have to ask at this point is, is Jen Psaki lying to people she thinks won't know better? Or does she not understand basic economics? Contrary to what the political lifers like Jen Psaki and Joe Biden may think, business owners typically don't have huge piles of money labeled unneeded cash sitting around. When you force a business to pay higher costs, most businesses need to find a way to account for those costs in some form or fashion. They may do that by reducing wages. By firing employees. In some cases, they'll pass those costs on to customers. What those businesses are not typically going to say is, gee, I guess the parasites in government living off me are right, and I'm not gonna pay, I'm not paying my fair share. Now let's go back over what she said and sort of break it out. Joe Biden, she says, also believes that the American people are smart. That means you know how this kind of stuff works. These people are out to get you. You know how it operates. They're greedy. They're smart. She says they're smart. The people are smart. They're invested in this. They're going to pay attention. And they know that corporations do not need to raise the costs of goods in order to pay more taxes and pay more of their fair share. One, they don't need to raise the cost of goods. Because they've got lots of money laying around they are flush with money they're filthy rich they've got the money they need to pay more and what is that more it's their fair share it's what's fair and this is the mentality This is the ideology, that big business is wealthy and it's not fair that they have that money and it's not being spread around to other people. Remember what Barack Obama said to Joe the plumber. It's better if we spread the wealth around. This is the mentality of the left, of the socialists, the Marxists in our government. So. The question asked is, is Jen Psaki lying to people she thinks won't know better or does she not understand basic economics? I would say, is it A, B, or C? Is it lying to people who don't know better? Is it B, is it A, lying to people? Is it B, she doesn't understand basic economic, economics? Or is it C, both of the above? It's C. She's lying to people she thinks she know won't know better because she doesn't understand basic economics. And she knows they don't. Oy. Matt Palumbo wrote, summarizing a handful of studies on corporate taxes, a handful of things. Here's a handful of points in what he wrote. A review of the academic literature on the corporate tax conducted by the U.S. Department of the Treasury found that labor may bear a substantial portion of the burden from corporate Income tax law labor bearing the burden means job cuts or pay cuts economist Arnold Harberger known for authoring a seminal paper on the effects of the corporate income tax rate on international trade has found that labor bears over 80% of the corporate tax in other words 80% of the increased burden is is passed along to those who work for the company in the forms of job losses, positions being eliminated, or lower pay. According to Oxford University economist Lee Liu at Rutgers and Rutgers economist Roseanne Altshuler, for every dollar increase in corporate tax revenue, wages decrease by 60 cents. A handful of Oxford University economists found that a dollar in additional corporate taxes reduces wages by 92 percent, ninety-two cents in the long run. That's a combination of factors coming together in the end, which adds up to 92 cents of every dollar actually being bur- the burden of those who work for the company whose taxes go up. And according to economist Allison Fenix, a one percentage point increase in the marginal corporate tax rate decreases annual wages by 0.7%, 70%. That's 70 cents on every dollar. It goes down. It's also worth noting that Joe Biden wants to raise the corporate tax from 21 to 28%, even though the average corporate tax rate in Europe, Europe, where they, they keep talking about European socialism being the answer, in Europe it's only 1935 Some nations, like Ireland, only have a 12.5% rate. Now, ask yourself this question. If you owned a corporation, would you rather be headquartered in Ireland and paying a 12.5% corporate tax rate, or in the U.S. paying 28%? More than twice as much. In a world where corporations often sell products and have divisions everywhere, all over the planet, pushing for the highest corporate tax rate in the western world is foolish it's idiotic it's moronic but as margaret thatcher once once famously famously said the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money you see socialism can't support itself there is no financial support structure in socialism accept the wealth of others in other words without capitalism socialism can't exist without the generation of revenue without capital increases there is no way for socialism to pay for itself so when the capitalists are all run out of out of town there's no more money to support Socialism. And all of those people sitting in their coffee shops on their expensive MacBooks and their iPhones talking about the future being socialism fail to realize that capitalism builds everything they touch. The Daily Perspective Podcast. through this Monday edition for the 21st day, or 22nd day of March. I keep st- I'm keep i stuck on 21. I don't know why. Anyway. Oh, man. I don't think you have to be a uh, brain surgeon or a rocket scientist or a rocket surgeon to be uh, aware that the situation on our southern border is stupid. I-, I honestly, I almost didn't say the word because some parents don't like. Oh, we don't say stupid in our house. I I do, because really this is the most accurate description of what's happening on our southern border. It's stupid. And when you have an administration who has directed their border agents to forbid the press from taking pictures, they're hiding something. And that's exactly what's happening on our southern border right now. Almost like in a Soviet country. The government has declared that the press has no freedom at the southern border. They will not allow them to take pictures or shoot video so you can see what's going on there. They don't want you to. Because if you were to actually see what's happening on our southern border, you would know how inept these people really are. Is it ineptitude? Or is it intentional? I would say it's intentional. But the results are inept. Former President Donald Trump released a statement yesterday, critical of President Joe Biden's border policies, which Trump described as a national disaster. Trump said in in his administration handed Biden the most secure border in history, only to see it all thrown away in just a few weeks following Biden's reversal of most of Trump's policies through executive orders. Those orders have allowed undocumented immigrants to cross into the United States while awaiting asylum requests and have flooded holding facilities with thousands of unaccompanied children. One of the things that's happening, which is this is sort of a side note because it's not in this particular write up from Newsmax. But one of the things that's happening is that the Border Patrol is releasing people without court dates. Now. Please understand that even if they had court dates, they wouldn't show up because we've seen that's the, the vast majority of those given court dates just vanish into the United States, hardly, rarely to be seen again. They don't show up for their court dates. And this is something they've been told by the people who bring them here. You're going to go through this thing. They're going to interview you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to set you up in, with a court date. You don't have to go to that. Don't worry about it. You're in. That is what happens. And now they're just not even going through the motions. They're not giving them court dates. It's ridiculous. It's, as I said, stupid. Trump's statement in full says the following. We proudly handed the Biden administration the most secure border in history. All they had to do was keep this smooth running system on autopilot. Instead, in the span of just a few weeks... The Biden administration has turned a national triumph into a national disaster. They are in way over their heads and taking on water fast. The pathetic, clueless performance of Secretary Mayorkas on the Sunday shows today was a national disgrace his self-satisfied presentation in the middle of the massive crisis. He helped engineer is yet more proof. He is incapable of leading DHS. Even someone of Majorcus's limited abilities should understand that if you provide catch and release to the world's illegal aliens, then the whole world will come. Furthermore, the Mayorkas gag order on our nation's heroic border agents and ice officers should be the subject of an immediate congressional investigation, but it's clear They are engaged in a huge cover up to hide just how bad things truly are. The only way to end the Biden border crisis is for them to admit their total failure and adopt the profoundly effective proven Trump policies. They must immediately complete the wall, which can be done in a matter of weeks. They should never have stopped it. They are causing the death and human tragedy. And in addition to the obvious, Drugs are pouring into our country at record levels from the southern border, not to mention human and sex trafficking. This administration's reckless policies are enabling and encouraging crimes against humanity. Our country is being destroyed. And that is the full text of the statement from President Donald Trump. They are allowing our country to be destroyed if you understand the history of socialism, you understand the Marxist movement, you understand the philosophies of, of, uh, Cloward and Piven you, if you understand how these people think and how they operate, you understand that a key factor of transformation, remember what I've told you in the past. I, I hate to, I hate to keep, I hate to keep beating on this, but, you know, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. One of the key, one of the key tools in that transformation is overwhelming systems of go- in the government, overwhelming systems run by government so that they break down so that they can propose new systems be put in place. And what's happening at our southern border is is designed to overwhelm our immigration system, to overwhelm the Border Patrol, to overwhelm Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, to overwhelm everything, so that the people in power, the socialists, the Marxists, who are running our Congress and the White House right now, those people can propose that we scrap what was, what was used before and adopt a new system and that system would benefit only the leftists so that those leftists would never lose power again and that is why these things are happening on the border it's tragic it's terrible and people people focus on the tragedy of the children and that is the usual method of operation for these people those poor kids Please remember when AOC went to the border and posed for photos in front of an empty of a big parking lot. She was standing at a chain link fence outside of a parking lot. And she had photos taken which were intended to look like her standing outside of a chain link fence barrier crying at the at the pitiful plight of the children in these detention centers. She was outside of a parking lot, a long distance away from where children actually might have been in chain link enclosures erected by the Obama administration. Remember, these people are masters of political theater, and what they want to do is to tear our system down and build a socialist system. And they have been working through every avenue available to them to convince the people that they're right. And they're not. And history proves they never have been right everywhere this has been tried. Back to Trump again. The news this morning is that uh, he's not coming back to Facebook or Twitter. He's not going to, to parlor. He's not going to be over there on Gab. He's building his own social network. Big tech showed its unbridled and unchecked power when it deplatformed the president of the United States. When they can kick a world leader off of every platform without pushback, you don't stand a chance. You can be kicked off just because somebody pressing buttons at Twitter feels like it. Actually, all you have to do is tick off, tick off one little wimpy liberal in a basement somewhere who doesn't like you because. You don't conform to their worldview. And they will begin a fraudulent campaign to destroy you. You can be kicked off of Twitter just because you don't agree with someone. The current big tech companies have made it clear that Donald Trump is persona non grata on their platforms. Trump's reportedly planning his return to social media in the most Trump way possible though. Big tech says he can't sit at their table. That's okay. He's saying, well, forget you, I'll build my own platform. Trump advisor Jason Miller made the claim on Fox News, saying Trump's new platform will completely redefine the game. He said, I do think we're going to see President Trump returning to social media in probably about two or three months here with his own platform. This is something I think will be the hottest ticket in social media. It's going to completely redefine the game, and everybody's going to be waiting and watching to see what exactly President Trump does, but it'll be his own platform. If true, things can get very interesting. The first thing that comes to mind is Parler. They stayed, they started their own platform and big tech found a way to shut them down anyway. There are other Trump friendly alternative platforms out there. None that have really taken off as a viable competitor. Buying one of those and injecting it with Trump's branding expertise may be an easier way to go, but the right is in desperate need of people to invest in things like our own platforms and internet tools. We need alternatives to left-minded, leftist-owned companies that have made it clear they will force their personal political, their per, political agenda on their users. Users will either like it or not use the internet. A viable, user-friendly alternative social media platform is desperately needed. If President Trump wants to start his own platform, nothing's going to stop him. And for one, I'm I'm in his corner. Go ahead, knock it out. The big boys at the tech table have made it very, very clear that they are not going to tolerate any dissent from their leftist worldview. So, what do you do? The chief thing that I can see that's going to be the issue is that building your own platform requires hosting. It requires distribution. Remember, I talked a little while ago about using Anchor.fm for distribution for my podcast. And that's because they have the infrastructure built already. They have the computers. They have the hosting. They have the internet connections. They have the distribution system. It's all there. All I have to do is sign up for their, for their uh, platform and use it. And the very much the same is true for social media. Social media is built on an, on an existing backbone of tech enterprises. And when those tech enterprises all align on the left... They will prevent you from succeeding. And the only way around that is to build your own infrastructure. Now, this has been done. It's been done by Gab. The Gab platform, you don't ever hear about it because nobody wants to give them any exposure. But Gab has been very, very successful. They have millions of users. Millions. And you don't hear about them because Gab is a true free speech platform you're going to find opinions there you don't like. Because the First Amendment guarantees the right to express those opinions as horrible as you think they may be. And the only time Gab shuts them down is when they break the law. They break the law, they're out. Which is the way our country works, actually. Not the imaginary, oh I'm offended thing that's happening now everywhere. So it remains to be seen Can Trump build his own infrastructure and make it happen? I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Here we go. Let's kick this final segment off and get rolling here. I have so much to do today. Must finish the podcast. <laughs> I'm just commiserating with with my friend Isaac <laughs> on social media. <laughs> he was talking about making the the, uh, the his mouse pointer as big as it can get so he can find it on the screen because it gets lost sometimes. I can I, I commiserated. I'm a Mac guy and. With Max, you can just spin your mouse in circles for a, a couple of seconds, and the mouse pointer gets huge. Just like because it's, sometimes with all the stuff going on, it's hard to it's hard to find it, and uh, and when you have more than one monitor, like I do, I've got this thirty-two inch widescreen, and I've got another one said another not that not as large, but another pretty good sized one sitting next to it, and if. If I, dry, if I leave the mouse someplace and then go pick up the coffee cup and sip and I'm reading something and I move the mouse and it's not where I remember it being, it's like, oh no, <laughs> where's the mouse? <laughs> you spin it in little circles. Oh, whew, there it is. Well, thank goodness the, first <clears throat> the folks at Apple understood that. Also, um, checking my email, I got a little creeped out because I got a, an email from Sam's telling me, oh, these things are running. You're going to miss the sales. I need item, uh, items. And as I keep scrolling down, I, I scroll down and I, I see what we bought last time we were at Sam's club and I'm like, what, 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 Hey, <laughs> because they're, they're keeping track of what I bought and they're just saying, Hey, you, you might want to go back and get these cause they're running out. Oh, great. Great. It's it's. And oh, here's another thing. My wife and I were talking about something. And this is—I know this has probably happened to you as well—but we're talking about something yesterday, and I'm scanning, scanning through, so like I'm on Facebook or Twitter or something, and, and the next thing I know, I'm seeing ads, and I'm talking within ten minutes or so, I'm seeing ads for what we were talking about, and I'm just like, it's time to move to the cabin in the woods. It just is. Okay, life in the uh, in the world today is pretty weird. Here in the United States, life is actually getting weirder by the moment, and if you want an idea of what it will look like if we don't put our foot down and say. Stop the insanity. You people are crazy. And it's time for the crazy train to go back to the station for some service. This is why we have a First Amendment in the United States of America. It's also why that First Amendment needs to be defended as the left tries to chip away at free speech. Here's a story from Canada where they don't have freedom of speech like you and I know here in the United States. The government can throw you in jail for using the wrong pronouns. Yes, One father there has found out after referring to his biological daughter with the wrong words. This man, whose identity is reportedly under a publication ban by a British Columbia court of appeals to protect his child, was found in contempt of court and arrested for calling the teen his daughter and publicly referring to the teen with the pronouns she and her the teenager was born as a female and reportedly identifies as transgender and prefers the use of male pronouns clearly the teen has psychological issues this is a mental illness issue but this Canadian man can't refer to it that way a Canadian court ruled that the guy's name could not be published in Canadian publications And that's something you should let simmer for just a little bit. He has been identified by the post-millennial as Robert Hoogland. He shares his side story, his side of the story, in a 2020 YouTube video. And it'll be amongst the show notes today on linkreport.us. Make sure you get those so you can watch his video. His biological daughter has identified as a boy since she was 11. Because every 11-year-old knows everything about life in the world, you know. I mean, I want you to stop and think about 11-year-olds in your life that you know and some of the things that they embrace, they hold on to, they get infatuated with. Think about that. And then think about a court of law allowing an 11-year-old to call the shots in their life. You are no longer a parent at that point. You are no longer a father or a mother at that point. You are merely a keeper, and the government will hold you responsible for the life of this person that you cannot control, that you cannot, you can't nurture and direct. You just have to make sure they stay alive, they're fed, and they're in the government school system to be brainwashed. And this is what is coming to the United States of America. If we allow the left to continue controlling things, we are going down a very slippery slope. And it won't be long before you don't have a First Amendment right. It will not be long before you don't have a Second Amendment right. We must stand up and we must fight back and we must fight back loudly or the mental illness of leftism will infect our country and destroy it. Leftism is a mental disorder. It refuses to see the world as it actually is. And it creates an entire universe to explain everything. Which is why you hear all of these long terms to describe things. Which are just normal parts of life. Which leftists believe are evil and wrong. And they believe those things are evil and wrong because it prevents them from enjoying their insanity. And that insanity was played out to a degree in Alaska the other day as the Biden administration struggled during its first face-to-face meeting with communist China. It happened on U.S. soil. The Chinese turned what was supposed to be an affair only lasting a few minutes into a public blow-up that lasted for more than an hour. The meeting was supposed to get both sides to the table and set the tone for relations between the two under President Joe Biden's new Democrat administration. It was expected that the U.S. was going to bring up issues involving China like human rights and its increasing aggression in numerous domains. But what wasn't expected was that China would mock the U.S. on U.S. soil. Many critics were stunned by the level of aggression that China showed to the U.S. and the weak response of the Biden administration. As U.S.-Chinese relations have deteriorated as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, which originated in China, The communist nation has been sending signals that it is preparing itself for a possible military conflict with the United States since last spring and as recently as last week. The meeting began with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken saying that the Biden administration was committed to a rules based international order and taking an apparent shot at China by warning that the alternative was might makes right and winners take all, which he said would make the world a far more violent and unstable place. Quote, we'll also discuss our deep concerns with actions by China, including in uh, Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the United States and economic coercion toward our allies. Each of these actions threaten the rules based order that maintains global stability. That's why we're not they're not merely internal matters and why we feel an obligation to raise these issues here today. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reiterated that the U.S. had concerns with China's economic and military coercion uh, to assets on uh, basic values, assaults on basic values, but they don't seek conflict. Welcome stiff stiff competition. We'll always stand up for our principles, for our people, and for our friends. Well, China's representatives just blasted them, openly mocking uh, Blinken's comments about rules-based international order. They openly mocked the United States style of democracy. And they said that Chinese style democracy, which doesn't really exist, had contributed to peace and development in the world. The Chinese representatives just raked these two bozos over the coals. They lied. They twisted the facts. They made things up out of thin air, as the communists always do. And they slammed these people to the mat like in a big wrestling match on Saturday night television. They made mincemeat out of the U.S. representatives. Why? Because the Chinese government knows that the U.S. is no longer under strong leadership. The Chinese government knows that the Biden administration, and all of these would-be left these (laughs) these people who believe in leftism and some sort of utopian dream under progressive rule are weaklings and that communism will grind them up and spread them on toast for breakfast. They recognize the weakness of the Biden administration and the fallacy of its imaginary world that it wants to create. And the communist administration of China is focused on world domination. Communism always has been focused on world domination, believing that an elite few should run things on behalf of the weak, many. Joe Biden is famous for firing off his mouth at people. He's famous for putting on a big front waving his fist in the air about things saying i'd like to take that guy out back behind the gym if we were in high school things like that but when you do that in the face of a government that has murdered millions of its own citizens you're not dealing you're not dealing with the the guy from high school anymore you're dealing with a ruthless power that won't think twice about wiping you out to get what it wants. And if they perceive you to be weak, they won't think twice about punching your lights out. It won't even be a consideration. Which is why strength is needed. A truly strong position, truly strong military, truly strong policies And a real world view based on reality, not on some imaginary mental illness. But that's what's running our country now. And that's it for Monday. God bless you. Have a good one. We'll see you back here tomorrow, I hope, on the next Daily Perspective podcast. Bye-bye. Oh, we're, uh, we're done.